0: Welcome to the podcast Arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar Peoples Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching.
1: Lord, as we go into your word this evening, we pray that you will speak to our heart. We pray that, Holy Spirit, you teach us yourself in the name of the Lord Jesus. We give you all the praise, Lord. Thank you, Father. Let the light of your word shine. Let the light of your word shine. Let the entrance of the word give life and understanding in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Shine, Jesus, shine, fear his line with our Father's glory. Bless, Spirit, bless, set our heart on fire. Flow, river, flow, flow. nation with grace and mercy send forth your word the letter Eli thank you father ancient world come, we tormented out, O let the world He ancient world, ancient world, ancient world. Ancient world, have our truth. Mind. How do we renew our mind is in the world? Father, let the ancient world come today and transform our life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody pray, ask the Lord this moment. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the Bible says, and the very God of peace sanctify you only, complete. And I pray God, your whole spirit, your soul, and your body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray sanctify me, oh God, by your word let your word purify me. The scripture says, sanctify them by your word. John chapter 17, verse 17. For the word is truth. Father, we pray by your word this evening, Lord. Purify also, God. Let there be transformation occurring in our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, have your way, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Change me. hey change. Us a praise clap of hands unto the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Please welcome your neighbour and have your seat. Just welcome your your neighbour. You're welcome to church today. God bless you, sir. God bless you, man. God bless you, sir. Thank you very much. Have your seat in God's presence. Amen. Hallelujah. You are all welcome to yet another glorious time in God's presence tonight. Glad to see everyone is doing well. Glad to see we are doing good today. Amen. Uh, we will be examining in continuation of our study on building capacity. Having uh, dealt extensively with uh, building capacity, spiritual aspect, we, we are coming out gradually. You know, it is God's desire that everything in us uh, is touched. Everything in us is touched, and I just quoted from First Thessalonian. Chapter five, verse twenty-two. The, I mean, twenty-three. When the Bible says that the very God of peace sanctify you wholly—that is complete. Satisfy, sanctify us completely, and I pray God that your whole spirit, look at that, is starting from the spirit and your soul and then your body, be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the, the origin, the real, true, real man starts from the spirit to the soul and to the body. Every part of us is expected to be touched by the word of grace. And so therefore, as we have dealt with the spiritual aspect, we cannot overflug it. We cannot completely, it. it's inexhaustive, uh, it's, it's deep, it's wider than what anyone can say will finish in a period of time. Because there are a lot to spiritual capacity. You know, there's a lot of spiritual capacity that Christians must build. Uh, But then, we put a peg on it for now, and then we move on to emotional capacity that has to do with our soul. Okay? Now, and then we'll be coming out gradually, even to the bodily capacity, the physical one. And then we'll be talking about things around the physical, like the financial, you know, like mental, and so on and so forth. So, this evening, we'll be looking into emotional capacity building. And what does no, what does that mean? What does it imply? Uh, it's a Bible study. We're going to look at scripture. Does the scripture. Does the Lord have interest in our emotion? And that's, I just read to you now, God preserving your spirit, soul, and body. By the way, <laughs> uh, it is what is most I mean, the paramount to you that, that takes the lead. The spirit is the first. It's most paramount because the spirit controls the physical. So the spirit, soul, and body. Some persons will take care of their body first, and then they are so nest before they even talk about their spirit. Have you met people like that before? Ask them about, uh, you know, every kind of study in this world. They know it. They, they look after their body. They wear every fine clothes. They do all the dressing and all the manicure, pedicure they want to do. They paint everywhere they want to pay. They spend hours taking care of this body. That will soon become dust one day. But when it comes to the spiritual, they they, they they have no clue at all. I was talking to a guy some time ago. I said, How do you take care of your spiritual being? So I don't even know who is the spirit lives. So what what, is, what do you mean by spiritual being? How do you take care of the spirit being? How do you how do you work on your spiritual life? But and, and I'm happy right now. I mean, these days now that the world is coming to terms to understanding that uh, spiritual, spiritual of human, spirituality of human rather, it's very important. I went to the hospital sometimes ago, I think, Pasquale Hospital, and I saw where they put Department of Spirituality or something. And they were quoting Bible, Quran, and all kinds of books there. And I asked the doctor, I was saying, ah, I mean, the nurse. And I said, what's that? I said, yeah, they just started it because some people, they want spiritual healing. I said, really? So you believe that now? There are some spiritual healing. See, the, the word of the Lord is forever sure. It's forever sure. And we should always understand that. So, um, we may not stay too long on emotional capacity, depending on how God helps us tonight, but then we will have other aspects that we want to look into. Now, before we go on with today's study, let's, let's recap what we did last week. So, can you remind us our discussion last week? We're still dealing with emotional, I mean, spiritual capacity building, and we studied something, you know, together. Yes? By the way, we have many teachers last week. Yes. Okay. Yes, ma'am.
2: So, I believe we talked about the heart and um, we looked into motives. The
1: heart that we talked about, motives, okay. That's one strong area that we talked about. So, what do you learn from the heart, Sister Anita, if you qu- could quickly re- recall? I'll take you, ma'am. Sister Anita, very quickly.
2: Um, so... One thing I think um, that really for me stands out is that if we, if we don't guard our hearts, then we stand the chance of letting pretty much anything in, and that can impact the motive behind why
1: we do the things that we do. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. So we talked about motives, and we, we, we emphasize that God is the God of heart. Okay? The heart of the matter, somebody says, the matter of the heart. The heart is very important. In our work with god and as she mentioned motives what is the motive that is driving what we are doing Uh, more than the action more than what we're doing what is the motive why are we doing what we're doing the art must be right i must be in alignment with the will and the purpose of god for that uh, uh, activity or that uh, uh, sacrifice or that service to become acceptable before the lord the art must be right and of course, Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, says God's eyes watches toe, fro, toe, the heart to and fro, looking for people whose heart are right within. You remember we talked about a king who did what was right, but did not do with a perfect heart, Amaziah. He did what was right, but not with a perfect heart. So, why is God looking at art? He says to uh, Samuel, he said, I, I don't look at the physical. Men look at the physical, but I look into the heart. So, you might even give your offering, as good as it looks. If the motive behind giving is wrong, that, activity, that exercise or that service is wrong. Do we understand that? We may go into fasting and praying and, you know, spend days of fasting and praying, and all you want to do is just to show off. Some people speak in tongues to show off. They, sh- they speak... Two, three, and they open one high to say, are they listening to me? Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. They are picking my, yeah. I just, I just got a new vocabulary library, we say. <laughs> Dangerous vocabulary. And I want to explode it in church. Sorry. All those are a waste of time. Because God weighs the heart. He weighs what is going on in our heart. Some people want to just be blowing tongues so they can pride themselves as prayer warrior. Wrong motive. Wrong motive. You know. I don't say don't pray in public. Of course, we need to pray when we have to pray in church. But just quickly check your motive. What is, what is causing this? I can decide to say I want to come visit you or because uh, I, what I will get from you. Even though as good as the visitation may look in God's presence, the intention was wrong. I want to be in your good book. Why would, you, would you be in somebody's good book, uh, good book to manipulate and all of that? Once we have our heart intention wrong. Every activity or exercise that we do is wrong. And that's why it is important for every child of God to always ask, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart. If there's anything ungodly that is already talking to me, Lord Jesus, stop it. Help me to stop it. you. The heart prayer should be a prayer that we pray every now and then. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Sister Lani.
3: Okay, we spoke about onga?
1: Hunger. So what do you, what can you tell us about onga, ma? What Alright, did you um, learn? We spoke or something?
3: about different things that drive your hunger and thirst for God and the experience with God. Okay. Um, so we spoke about um, sometimes it could be you having an encounter once and you want more. Could drive your hunger for oh. God. Um, sometimes it could even be the environment and the people with which you surround yourself could drive your hunger. For God, and um, you know, so many other factors that was. All right,
1: thank you very much, Ma. We talked about hunger, you know, and she has summarized it all. But one point that I want to to reiterate to us is: you see, the environment we find ourselves drives hunger. We know that, but the environment we find ourselves can also kill hungers. Do you understand? Hunger can be quenched if we are not in the right environment. Anger can be quenched. Uh, and, and sometimes we go to conferences. We go to, you know, program convention. All of that to stir up our hunger. So we can carry that fire back to our local assemblies, local churches. Do you understand? Several years back, <laughs> I used to wonder when I was just growing up. Uh, you know, just got saved and I was growing up in a particular church. And then every time, every time they said they went for convention... And then after two weeks, the convention lasts for two weeks, and then people come back from convention, you will know those who went to convention among us. You will know. I don't know how many people have seen that before. You will know those who went for that convention among among the church the congregation. But the sad part is that after three, four weeks too, we all blend together. <laughs> as if nobody went anywhere. Why? Environment can kill hunger. So we need to fan the flame, fan into flame, the scripture says to Timothy. The fire that is put in you. You got to fan it to flame all the time. You got to associate you yourself with people who oh, will ginger you will say, hey, let's pray together. Let's fast. Let's look. Let's search the word of God. Not people who will just be killing the fire of the Holy Ghost in us. It's very important. We must understand that. And of course, we saw a man, I mean, studied a man, David, who was very hungry for the Lord. And he was in the wilderness, even in the time of his challenges, he was still longing for the experience he had with God. Because he had built a relationship with God. Many people are not hungry because they've never even built anything. So we need to start thinking about hunger. Sometimes you get into a program or you, or you see something that challenges you in the, in the, in the Christian, Christian fold, and, and that fr- prompts you into, going into, you, know, spurs you into going into fasting and praying, into searching the scripture, into waking up early morning, and so on and so forth. Sometimes we'll hear some messages that will just tear us up. And we'll, so all of these things are ways to get hungry for the Lord. When someone is sick, one of the first symptoms of sickness or to know someone is sick is you lose your appetite. When spiritual appetite is lost, please find out. It's time to go to your spiritual doctor, Jesus Christ. Say, something is wrong with me. I no longer feel hungry to wake up in the morning and pray. I no longer want to, I mean, I have the desire to study God's words. I no longer want to be in God's, also with God's people to fellowship. I don't know, London want that one to pray. In fact, it is a of prayer that you will know that something is wrong first. Because that is what the devil attacks most. Prayer life. When prayer life goes down, everything can go down. I hope we know that. When prayer life goes down, oh, do you understand what I mean by prayer life? Okay, what is prayer life? When I'm saying prayer life, prayer life, I, I shouldn't just assume everybody knows what I'm talking about. What is prayer life? What does it mean to say we have prayer life? There's still the holiness life, oh. <laughs> if you want to know, giving life. But let's let's stay at prayer. What is prayer life? Ah. Doesn't mean we don't know, brother. What is prayer life? If I could say, "How's your prayer life going?" What what am I talking you, about?
4: you you're asking about the consistency basically of what of my prayer life
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: of, of my fellowship with god of my communion with god of my you know daily talking to god that's what you're asking if you're asking brother what's your prayer life like you're asking how consistent do you fellowship with god do you talk to god do you meet with god you know on a quiet basis as, as okay. such yeah
1: thank you you want to say something yeah i said it all Tell us your prayer life. How is it going? <laughs> I,
3: I, w- yeah, I wanted to say your relationship with God and how often you pray.
1: How often you pray. Thank you. Consistency. How do you talk to God? Do you have a regular time? You talk to God. There's no prayer life if there's no consistency. Okay? That's the truth. You, we must have a time. How often? How regularly do we do it? And that's how to build altar. Do you wake up every morning like some of us would? Or yours is in the evening time? Or yours is in the afternoon? It's, it doesn't really matter, right? Though, if we go deeper, deeper, there are some times, again, that is, is key in the realm of the spirit. You must not waste those time. No, because the result differs. Am I talking? People understand what I'm saying? Yeah, the result differs. Somebody say, when you wake up in the... Mo- Sanita, I hope that's not bringing a question. Somebody say, when you wake up, in, when you wake up, the t- it's already, they've already completed the plan. Yes, ma'am. What's the question?
2: So, it's right on that last point you said about, like, if we start going into the different times and hours. So, God is eternal, and he's not bound by time, right? Yes. So, if that is true, what does it matter what time we pray... When, for God, he's not
1: bound by a clock. Okay. Bible study have started fully. <laughs> Who wants to answer that? Why does it matter what time we pray? Uh-uh. Sumbari, you? <laughs> yes, sir.
5: Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not going to answer. I'm going to add. <laughs> You're going to do what? Add. Add so I'll add to the question okay. yeah, so well the and uh, the, the okay, I'll partially answer that. The reason why it matters is because in the night like in the midnights when people are sleeping, that is when some powers are operating, so there are certain times that it's important to wake up, to pray, to attack those powers, but my question now is. In a world like this, where we have time differences, in like right
1: on, right on, right on, right on. Yeah, I love that.
5: In a world like this, where we have time differences, you join various prayer groups. In Nigeria, they wake up 2 a.m. to pray. Your 2, a, their 2 a.m. there is when you are working here. Why should they drag you into that? You should have your own separate time. You pray for those kind of matters. Okay. Thank you, sir. Pastor
1: Shergon, will Sorry, give us...
2: Pastor, let's add to it. So does the, does the timing diminish God's
1: power? No. Absolutely no. Absolutely no. No, 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 no. But does the timing... Okay, let Pastor Shergon speak before. So I don't Praise say the Lord. Hallelujah.
6: Okay, so I, I will look at it from a double-edged sword uh, perspective. Yes, one can say it does not really matter because God is your father, so you should talk to him anytime. time. But at the same time, we all know when we plan things, even in our secular world, there are times that you do your planning. You don't plan after the project has been executed. So if, for example, I'm going for an interview, I don't wait until I am done with the interview before I start praying God take control. I'm going for an exam. I don't wait until after writing the exam before I start playing Holy Spirit. Remind me what I have read. So there are prayers that work with specific times. For example, if the battle you are fighting, the enemy you are fighting that battle with have their own time of operation. You don't wait until they have concluded their plan. So that's just like what our brother said, that there are some specific times, depending on what uh, uh, battle you are fighting let me use that word again so time zone does not bind God but at the same time I don't wait until the car is about to crash before I start reading Psalm 91 I pray before I leave the house to say God I'm going out guide me make my journey safe right. in as much as it does not matter I think it matters also
1: thank you sir Thank you. It does not matter. It matters. So, Sister Nike.
7: Yeah. Um, I think it matters. Okay. And I'm just going to share a story. Um, I have a friend when I was in Saskatoon, and she wakes up 12 a.m. every day to pray. And um, I took time to ask her, like, why do you have to do this? And she told me when she was back home, um, she was struggling because she was a marketer, and she was struggling. And uh, she said there was this uh, particular businessman that everybody was targeting. And then uh, because they were from the same village, she's Igbo. So she said one day the man called her and said, do you know why I'm doing well in my business? Between 1 a.m., one, no, between 12 and 1, I don't sleep. That is when I take my portion. The man is not a Christian. And um, the man told her, I believe you are a Christian. I believe that if you maximize um, the time, you will also be able to um, take your portion. Mm. God bless you. Thank <laughs> you. And she did that. And and she's then taking her portion. She there took her portion. Mm. And before she left Nigeria, mm. she was like, um, if you get to Zenith Street, she was working in, on, um, in VI. She said, anywhere you mention her name, she was one of the top marketers. And then when she got here, she continued um, in that habit. So it worked for her. It worked for her. Exactly. And then I noticed and I asked her. So for sure, I can't, say, um, um, I can't say the reason. And one other thing I know is the Bible says it daily loads us with benefits, right? And then the Bible says that uh, sufficient um, is the evil for each day. So sometimes when I wake up at 6, I just tell myself, ah, they've carried out the blessing. <laughs> you All know, right. so I try to r- wake up in uh, the morning and say, I'm taking my own portion and I'm redeeming the day for evil Amen. for myself and my family. Th-
1: thank you very much, ma'am. Very good contribution. I'll take sister. Are you, are, we st- are, we, are you still up, sister? Okay, please. And then I'll take I sister. Ask.
7: I just want to, I wish that whatever we say, we can back it up with scriptures so that it's, it holds ground. You know, I don't know. But I just feel we should just, if you, believe, if you think or you believe that there is, there is a particular time of the day, we have to pray to God. Just give us a scripture to hold on to so that at least we know.
1: Thank you very much, ma. Thank you. All right. Sister Ted you here. Ah, now I'm seeing more hands. Okay, I'll take Brotosi. I'll take Pastor Mrs, And I'll take Sister Lani. Uh, then we'll, we'll move on. Okay, thank Fortunately,
8: you. Fortunately, Sister, I can't remember the scripture, but I know that the Bible says that Jesus Christ will rise up early. Mark one thirty-five.
1: Thank you, Let's sir, that. for
8: helping me out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and you know
8: that most of the t- meetings Mark that Jesus had, you can see the work of miracles, the work of healing, but I know he wakes, he rises up early to go and pray. That's
1: thank you, ma'am. Okay, Brothers, uh, Pastor Mrs. Sorry.
8: Praise the
1: Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 59, verse 6. I would like. That microphone is shaking.
8: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 59, verse 6. Please, I would like TPT or NIV. Please, can you please help us to project it? Yes, I want
1: we don't have TPT in our.
8: NIV. Uh,
1: we don't have NIV, sorry, <laughs> but we have a, a delivering Bible.
8: Like uh, here, I have TPT. Here All I right. say, after dark, they came to a spy, sneaking around the city, snarling, plowing like a pack of stray dogs in the night. In the darkness. The, like, uh, the day starts in the evening, the day starts in the evening, and uh, God, the Bible says, the, the throne of God is established on uh, justice and righteousness, the night, the activities of the devil is hiding at the night, in the night because what well, we can't see them, that's when men sleep, even the Bible was in the, in they say, where men sleep? You see, the evil people, the, the enemy came to plant something. When you are sleeping, a lot can go wrong. So, and God values sacrifice. When you wake up at night to pray, it's a sacrifice because a lot of people are sleeping. So, when you pay that sacrifice and the activities of the devil is hiding in the night because that time as he has been given to them when you look at this psalm 91 he talks about terror in the night he talks about arrow in the day he talks about those things those things are they are peculiar and god know god know those things are real so we don't want to just uh, shy away from it. that uh, god is god of everything if you can pay the sacrifice you enjoy the benefits because you. the activities of the devil is hiding in the night thank praise you praise the ma'am.
1: lord hallelujah Okay, I take no. Sorry, Sister Olani, and then who is the next person? Brotosin, and that's it. Sorry. All right. On this topic, on this subject. Uh, yes, ma'am.
3: All right, um, thank you. So, for me, I would say that, you know, according to the Bible, it was said that Jesus likes to pray in solitude. And he goes out early in the morning, you know, while it's still dark. He goes, he secludes himself to pray. He made that a regular habit, and also he prays, um, you know, at night. He does that, so he didn't really give a time to say between one or three. But what I will say is, he said, "Pray without season." That's right. So, irrespective of the time you choose, whether you want to follow him waking up very early or at night when he secludes himself without season i okay. won't put a time to it right. because i won't use a human time to measure god's time
1: thank you man god bless you that's a that's a point yes bro to say.
4: Uh, mo- most of the things i want to say have been said but i'll just chip in one or two things i actually wanted to read that mark 135 and um Luke chapter 6 verse 12 okay. Luke chapter 6 verse 12 says one of those days jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spend the night pray, praying to God. So, what I wanted to add is that um, in 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 the night, you there's no distraction. You it's it's about you. It's like you are you are you are in a warfare. Um, we saw example of Jacob too, you know, wrestling with an angel over the night. So I, I also believe that midnight hours is a very crucial time to pray okay. and you see that most times in your dreams it's in the night that you see a lot of a lot of things and okay. you wake up to say wow what's
1: happening thank you sir so, yeah thank you very much everyone for the contribution that's good um praying anytime is good praying pray without ceasing as sister rica just mentioned it's very very good but uh, i prayed may the lord grant us understanding yeah, praying at night, whatever hour God wants you to pray, may God give you understanding for it. That's all I will say on that. Uh, I want us to know that. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I should say more <laughs> <laughs> because um, you know in the, in uh, the culture of Middle East and especially precisely the Jews, they have different kind of watches. They have a night watch. They, they start the first, day, the first watch, the second, the third, and the fourth. And all of this starts from 6 p.m. to 9, first, 9 to 12, then third watch from 3 to 12, I mean 3 to, 9 to 12, 12 to 3, and then uh, we have a 3 to 6, and then the, the watches are over. Now, all of those are the kind of what they pray, so when you hear that Jesus prayed and all of that and he was praying at night, those, they kept to those things, those regulations it does not diminish God's power the time you pray. But, as we have mentioned, there are things that are happening, activities that are happening at some times of the day, that if our prayer gets to that activity to counter them, or to confront, or to attack, or to enhance, whatever it is, because it's not just the demonic world that walk at night. You must understand that. Now, there are some of these things that happened. I mean, that that happens at night that if our prayer can meet at that moment, it brings a different result. But what I would just say is that it's better experienced than just teaching it. Prayer at night is very, very powerful. Very powerful. That's all I can tell you. I pray the Holy Spirit will explain more to us in Jesus' name. Okay. Um, so we talked about uh, oh my goodness our time is just running we've talked about uh, uh, the hunger right we've done hunger we've done heart I think hunger is what we talk about prayer right okay the last one that we studied is on habit so can somebody mention to us those habits that we've studied in this church in the past that we just brought up again you know some of the habits that will help us preach life. Prayer, thank you. <laughs> Prayer, you know, pray, especially praying at night. <laughs> it's a good habit, I must, I must confess to you. Yeah, I will, I've been there before. I've been in the morning before and I've been in the afternoon, and uh, God helps us. You know, we try some nights and we're like, oh, wow, the, the difference is clear. How many people can relate to that? Maybe it's only okay. Please raise your hand well so that people will know to go and ask questions. Okay, please look at them so when they finish, ask them what has been the difference. It, but I tell you, the difference is clear. It does not diminish God's power, but it just gives you some leverage, or leverages. Okay, so prayer is one good habit. What other habit did we st- studying the Word of God, studying God's work, making it an habit? How do we make God's word study as an habit? Which quick way can we adopt? Coming to church, thank you, yeah? Coming to church to study God's word. what other way? Quickly now. What about your devotion? Morning devotion, evening devotion, depending on when you're doing it, but that's the reason why we have that and we have devotion for every day is so that it becomes an habit. Yeah. Do we understand? I don't know if some of us miss or miss that time or miss that day, we feel one kind. Do, does it happen to you? For me, sometimes I missed it, and I will go back and study all the ones I have missed for whatever reasons. Okay, I will just go back and start looking again, and ch- just check. It's not. It just becomes an habit, and it's a very good habit if we study God's word. Okay, what other habit did we learn? Yes. Uh, you, you want, sorry. Meditating or reflecting on the word of God. This is another very deep one. How many people, don't, you don't need to raise up hand, create time to meditate? <laughs> you know, we create time to worry, but we don't create time to meditate. When trouble happens, blah, 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 and everything, ah, God, how can I do it? Where is it going to happen? That's not meditation. But people who have, you know, have t- taken their portion, as Sister Nick has, uh, said, they've spent time, and this is one good thing you do at night as well, meditating, finding time to sit down and ponder on the word of God. Somehow we all meditate in a way, but we meditate most times on wrong things. We think and and those things we begin to meditate and adopt a system that brings worry and anxiety. But the scripture says be careful for nothing. But with uh, prayer and uh, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your Request meaning unto God. That's Philippians chapter 4, verse uh, verse, verse, what? Verse, six. verse, 6. So, the, it says, when you meditate on the word, and it tells Joshua, in Joshua 1.8, the book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but in it you meditate day and night. Why is it saying books shall not depart from your mouth? It should have said it shall not depart from your eyes or from your head. But as a way you meditate, it begins to you begin to mold what you mort- you're meditating. It becomes part of you. Very good one. Thank you. What other things can we point out? Yes, sir. Fellowship. Thank you. Somebody mentioned fellowship. Fellowship. Gathering of the saints. Yes, ma'am. Fasting. Fasting. Very important. Jesus says, I'll beat this... Uh, Kind, does not go out except by fasting and prayer. I think Matthew 17, 21 or so. Um, Fasting, very, very important. We need to dedicate time in the day, I mean the week. where We we, we plan fasting without the church declaring it. How many people have time to fast in the week? Let's raise up our hand, this one. I, I have my day of fasting and praying. Okay, thank you. It's a good habit. Very good habit. I fast every Monday, for whatever reason. One brother that was mentoring me in those days uh, uh, told told me about this, and then I started it. and He said he does his own twice now. He said, "Why are you doing two days in a week?" He said, "Because (laughs) when you hype up in the spirit train and you have more assignment, then you want to fast more." He was involved in the in the deliverance ministry and all of that. said, so you cannot afford to just be doing one day. You better get yourself equipped well because you don't know when the call will come. So it's a good habit to have a time, a day of the week that you fast. You can start from morning to twelve, just even manage that. Then extend it to three and then to six and so on and so forth. And then God can help you to do two, three days in a week. That's a good habit. One more habit and we move on. Yes? Yes, Pastor, I say costing causing uh, some ripple there. Okay. <laughs> giving, thank you, giving. Either thanksgiving, praisegiving, or monetary giving. Giving, giving something out. It's very important. Paying, giving our tithe, giving our offering before the Lord, it's very critical and important. Um, Rick Warren that brought that, you know, that taught us on that teaching was saying that time when I went for his conference that, he and his wife increased their, their tithe percentage every year. Every year they increased the percentage of the tithe they give to God. And he said something that day. He said, God, I wrote a book called Purpose Driven Life. And God gave it wing to fly. Because, and the money started rolling in him because God knows what I would do with it. He knows I would handle the kingdom with the resources. You know what shocked me? while he retired some few weeks ago he told us then that he will not mention how much, I mean what percentage it was but when he retired some few weeks ago he actually mentioned it, he gives 91% of his resources to the Lord, 91% and he said, Kay and I we lived on 9%, percent i like I told my wife, what is that 91% has died, 9% is what they live on hmm. may the Lord help our faith when you look at some people, you ask yourself, Have you started at all? And this is the type that some of us will still put pen and co- calculate to the last cent. <laughs> and when you want to wrap it you say, Three, $3. Doesn't mean you can't wrap it up to five, so let $3. I'll just put zero. <laughs> some will say, Is it gross? Is it, is it uh, uh, net or whatever? Please, brethren, let us cultivate the habit of giving. The word of the Lord in the book of Acts says it is blessed to to do what? To give than to receive. It's better to give than to receive. Anyways, having looked through all of that, you can see the spiritual capacity, we can't end it. There are a lot of things to still dwell in. But tonight, with the limited time we have, I hope we can do something on building emotional capacity. If there is any time at all to be spiritually at alert and sensitive to the Holy Spirit, it is now. Deception and confusion have characterized spirituality today so that there are a lot of dilution of the truth. Many people are speaking the truth indeed, but these are diluted truth. You see some element of truth in it, but in the sense of it, by the time you look at, like Sister Motoro said, where is the scripture that is backing it up? That's a question any believer should be asking. Where is the scripture? You know, and some people will even give a scripture that they will tweak to their own interest. They will change it. They will manipulate it. And if care is not taking, you did not read the first verse or the second, uh, the last verse, you will not understand. They just pick one and say, this is it. No, that's not it. Read what the Bible says. What is the storyline of the Bible they are pointing at us? The word is so confused that people are just, you know, some people come to church and they speak. All they speak is motivational speaking. They just speak motivation. And you can get motivated anywhere. Anybody can motivate anybody. But when it comes to the word of life, it may not motivate, but it has life. There is life in it. You may may not feel motivated at that moment, but go to it, it never fails. So, this current world that we have, there are a lot of confusion everywhere. Everything, every channel of human that God made human with is to pick sensitive, I mean, to, to be sensitive to God's word, to God's speaking, is to pick spiritual sensitivity, spiritual signal. Every part of human being. I just read to us in First Thessalonians five twenty one twenty one or uh, twenty three rather that's talking about your your body your spirit your soul and your body being preserved or being sanctified by the word of the Lord. Now every part of human should be sensitive to pick spiritual signals. There are signals everywhere. God gives us channels, and those channels are to understand spiritual things. There is nothing to waste. Your body your spirit, your soul, everything that, is, that makes us can be sensitive to the dealings and the doings of God. One of such channels is our emotion. We must build our emotional capacity so that God can truly make our emotion channel of spiritual communication. Our emotions can become channels of spiritual communication whereby God can transmit freely because we have refined our emotion to align with God. It's very possible, and I've just put some, you know, some uh, point to us tonight so we can understand. So what we'll be doing tonight, basically, or under this study of emotional capacity building, it's more of emotional intelligence. We call it emotional intelligence. And what does that mean? Which deals with managing our emotion, which, will, which is, when we manage our emotion, it makes it easier for us to put our emotion under control. And if we can put it under control, God can flow through it. Do you understand what I'm saying? God can flow through it. Okay, what are emotions? What are emotions? So, we're going to define emotions, you know, if you are following me, these are conscious mental reaction, such as anger. It's an emotion. Joy. We are in this, are in this season of joy. Okay, kingdom joy. Joy is an emotion. Okay, grief is an emotion. Sadness is an emotion. Even surprise. Surprise is an emotion. Now, some of these emotions, you don't write letters to bring them in. In other words, they are not, uh, they are, um, what, is it, what language do they use now? They are like reflex action. They are, like, you, you are, they are not intentional, but they just happen and you just feel sad. Sorry, say that again. Impulsive, right? Inbound. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. They are are involuntary. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. They are not voluntary actions. Okay, they are just there. You had a news, and then you did not tell yourself, "Oh, yeah, feel sad." Turn the button of sadness. No, sadness just come. And sometimes we hear a news, and then you are happy. You did not say, "Oh, yeah," button of uh, happiness. No, involuntary. That's emotion, okay? Now, the way we react to it is what we are looking at today. Some persons say, I, don't, I can't recall which of them now, but Tim Lahaye and Kamala Lahaye wrote a book on spirit control temperament, and they talk about phlegmatic, melancholy, mm-hmm. sanguine, and uh, choleric. Okay, now people react to emotions differently. Some persons, we see surprise, they will open their mouth, Why? Ha! Ah! And some, we see surprise, they are not even moved, they are surprised, but <laughs> nothing is changing. Nothing is shaking. Are you like? Why are you not? Are you not excited? I am excited. I be excited. I am excited already. This is how to be excited. <laughs> you know, some people can be so sad that everybody in the church will know they are sad. Their face will just burn. One of our brother, me, you know, in the beginning of the early stage of this ministry, pastor, you are not happy today. I said, how did you know? He said, you are not yourself. Your face, your usual way. Your, how would people know that? So, some people are so sensitive, watching, and, you know, and some are not, whether they're happy or not, they're just like that. Hey. Okay. <laughs> all right. Now, let's look at emotion. Now, w- when we're able to put our emotion under control, that's all that emotional intelligence is talking about. So, we have emotion like disgust. You're just disgusted about something. It's not that you want to. Okay. So, they said emotions are conscious mental reaction, subjectively experienced as strong feeling, usually directed towards a specific object, and typically accompanied by psychological and behavioral changes in the body. So, in other words, our body communicates our emotions, okay? The body reflects what you're going through, what is coming through you. Emotion are natural instinctive n- state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. Natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances. When something happens or the mood changes, then the emotion also changes. Okay? Now, they are sometimes intertwined with mood. Sometimes people call them temperament. Okay? Sometimes uh, people define emotion as personality. Say, ah, that's how my personality is. I can't, I, when I'm angry, I explode. That's my personality. Okay? Sometimes we, we look at them as disposition. Or sometimes they call, they, uh, 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 I mean, I describe them as creativity. So emotions can be referred to in all of these contexts. But they true meaning of emotion is their conscious mental reaction that occur because of something that we feel around. So, another definition says instinctive of intuitive feeling as distinguished from reasoning or knowledge. Okay, so let's look at emotion and feelings. How are they related? I just mentioned that uh, through our body communication, we kind of know what the emotion going on through us. So emotion and feelings, and that is where we are going. Feelings are reaction to the emotional stimulus. Do we understand that? Am I talking big grammar? Okay, reactions to emotional stimulus. When you are stimulated, when there's uh, stimulation of emotion, feelings are the reaction. Somebody puts it this way, feeling of cause. When brain assigns meaning to the emotion, experience that someone is, uh, is having. When brain assigns meaning, when brain communicates, ah, that is, that is, uh, is lion, oh. You know, sometimes you are looking at a dog and you think it's a dog. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the brain communicates to you, say, that is lion, then the fear emotion comes. How do you feel? Then you feel, you feel afraid. You get afraid. You, there's fear in you. And then that's the emotion spring, springs up. How you now react with that system is what we are looking at. That's what we call emotional intelligence. How do I react? The brain has to assign meaning to this mood in order to create a feeling. So when the feeling is now coming, that is where we want to study today to understand how do we manage our emotions? So picking signals, spiritual signals, true feelings. So that's the core of our study. How do we pick spiritual signals, true feelings? Jesus Christ in, uh, in his journey on health as a human also brought us to some understanding of how we should handle emotions. We'll look at that today. We are all spiritual beings as well as emotional creatures. Okay, Emotions can be channeled through some gift of the spirit that is mentioned in First Corinthians chapter 12, verse seven to 11. We have about nine gifts of the spirit there, and emotion, some of them can flow through emotion. For example, when you talked about uh, um, word of knowledge, you just know something just, something just happened. OK. How Many people have been somewhere before you were, you were just good, and the moment you enter into that place, your mood changes. We've, we've experienced that. Okay, Sister Anita was leading prayer this evening, and she mentioned something like that Who knows if that, that occurrence happening to you could be God speaking with you or to you? Many a times we have attributed God speaking to voice. In the kingdom, voice is not the only way God speaks. Do we understand? Even sometimes the silence of God is speaking. It's a a communication, rather. When God keeps quiet, sometimes God is keeping quiet and yet is communicating. So, when when we we can feel it, we can sense it. Um, Reverend O'Yix, that will be coming for our women's conference in September. We are waiting, right? Okay. Even men, please attend. So we can all be ignited. Hallelujah. She says she went to Ethiopia before the war started. The moment she landed in the, at the airport in Ethiopia, Ethiopia she just, ah. The, 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 the whole community seemed, there's thick darkness. She felt it. It was not darkness in the physical. It was not dark like night. No. But she felt heaviness in her spirit. And right at the airport there, she picks her phone and she called people back in. Ah, don't they have prayer warrior in this country to pray for them because I can feel war everywhere. I can feel the sense of war. How? Feelings. Before somebody can get there, to that level, we must have trained our feeling, our emotion to a, to a, a stage that God can flow through it. And she was just saying, this will raise prayer war for this country. I can feel t- thickness thickness all over, everywhere. It seems too dark. And do you know what happened six months later? The Tegras and the Ethiopian people started, I mean, Ethiopians, they started their uh, civil war, and, which has claimed thousands of lives right now. But somebody felt it, even when it has not even happened. There's a way that we feel as believers. I don't know how many of us have experienced, I think it was it Tadami that was saying this sometimes ago here, that she went for evangelism. And it happens a lot. And all of a sudden, you're speaking to somebody, and, and you're preaching Christ, and the person will not listen. And you just say, ah, you just started feeling some pain in your legs. And you're like, do you have pain in your leg? I can pray for it. I'll pray for you. And the guy looked and said, how did you know that? How did you know I have pains in my leg? And truly, when he raised up his uh, trouser or something that was big, wound. I said, how did you know that? I felt it. I felt it. Sometimes what we are feeling is not for us, it's for the other person. Do, are, we, are we getting what I'm saying? This is what we are talking about. Sometimes the Bible says there was a, a portion of scripture. Maybe we'll get there if we can tonight. Jesus got to Jerusalem. He wept twice. He wept at the sepulchre at uh, of Lazarus, at the grave of Lazarus. But this time around, Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, and the Bible says he wept over the city. He felt so sad over the city. That's emotional intelligence. That's you. You have a feeling that something terrible is going to happen. Even when no one communicates it to you, there's feeling. And thank you, sir, for that spiritual intelligence book you bought me. That was very helpful. That guy would say, I was sit down. and I wanted to preach to someone, and I just felt, and I just felt pain, sharp pain, in his, in his, in his, in his own belly. And he was, ah, why am I having so much pain? As if somebody pierced a sword into him. Stephen Volo I can't pronounce that last name. The guy said, and the Holy Spirit just told him, look at it, it was in a, I, I don't know if it was White House, but it was the gathering of presidents. And the president of his started country came there with his wife. And this guy was there, Stephen, I forgot his, I can't pronounce his last name, Volo, whatever, whatever. Chris, rather, thank you, man, Chris, Chris. So Chris said, if he started feeling the pain, of a sharp knife in his body, in his belly. And the Holy Spirit tells him, that woman, go and pray for that woman. He just went straight to a wife of another president who was visiting and they were in a gathering. They just invited some of them to be part of that gathering. I think it's in the White House or so. And he went there and he just, and he said, Madam, there is a knife in your belly. And the woman busted into tears. Yes, I've been feeling the pain for so-so number of time, so-so number of years. And the guy said, can I remove the knife? I said, remove it. And he just put his hand like that, invisible knife, and just pull it out, and the woman collapsed. In fact, he said he was afraid because he thought the woman died. And you can imagine President's wife collapsing when you touch her. Everybody got that, and they were like, hey, what did you do? What did you do? And they was say, God, you didn't tell me this will happen. <laughs> God, I, was, I only wanted to help. And, you know, but how did he get there? There was a feeling in his own body that was actually meant for somebody who was sitting close. And he said, after 15 minutes or so, the lady got up perfectly healed. Perfectly healed. There are ways that God communicates his power to us or through us if we can allow our emotion to be refined. Are we following what I am talking about? Is it too too high or too low? Yeah. Amen. Too low, right? L- it's all right. It's just all right. Okay, let's let's check the scripture. Let's go further, a little bit. Example of communication through our emotion. Second Kings chapter eight, verse eleven. Second King, chapter 8, verse 11. Second King, chapter 8. We're going to read verse 11 to 13. And, yeah, if you find it, I'm trying to open my Bible here. It's already projected, I believe. All right. So, let's read it together. Second, eight, Second King, chapter 8, verse 11. Everybody read together. Go. Go. And the man of God wept. And the man of God wept. Okay? So let's read verse 12 now. Then what happened? And he answered Young men without slay, with a sword, and with dash their children. And rip up their women with child. What did Isaiah says in thirteen? Everybody. And Isaiah says, "said, but what is thy servant a dog, that he should do this great thing?" And Elisha answered, "The Lord assured me that thou shalt be king over Syria." That was that was one emotion a prophet of god received it when the guy has not even found himself at that level so what kind of emotion was playing there i call it sadness sadness came upon the the prophet elijah and elijah was sad and he started weeping Hazahel did not even know he was just one of the warriors but he said god has shown me that you will become king over, over syria and it happened Exactly what the man of God said was what happened to him. Let's go further. Okay, I've read Christ wept over Jerusalem in uh, Luke chapter 19, 41 to 44. The emotion that happened there was grief. The emotion what, I mean, that you saw there was grief. You know, sometimes, brethren, why are we studying this? You are just doing your own thing all of a sudden. You just feel a sense of horror. What should a Christian do? What should a Christian do? My? Ask question. That's one. And who should you ask question? Thank you. Ask God. I know someone has said pray. And that's very good. But I think the first thing is to what? Ask. What's going on, Lord? What is this? Because if you pray, the prayer can be, let's just sample it. How many prayer can we pray? I can pray that, God help me. God help me. Why am I sad? God help me. Okay? I can also pray it as a God take away the sadness. And God did not want to take it away. God wants you to do something about it. are we, please. Are we getting what we're saying? God didn't want to take it away. God wants you to do something. About, I can pray, God take away the sadness. What is the common one we normally always do? Thank you, ma. We'll bind that cast. Every enemy from my father's house. That is, bring his fruit of sadness. Is he enemy from father's house? No. My brother, you have a question, sir? Do you have a question? Okay. Please, you speak to the microphone, sir. If you don't mind, so that people at home can, and those who are joining online can hear you.
5: Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, so, you said, in a situation like that, instead of um, praying, we ask, but asking God is it not the same as praying because you're seeking revelation? This brother, you are too deep. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I I enjoy that. Thank you. Let's clap for him.
1: Bros, what's your name?
5: My name is Allen.
1: Allen. God bless you. Mom? it's our brother. It's our friend. Now people are claiming him. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Now. The, the, the word you're asking, sir, yes, is prayer is asking. But sometimes, people pray this prayer we've just mentioned without finding out the root cause of what is happening. Without being sensitive to the Holy Spirit that is bringing that emotion that translates to feelings in us. And, and that's what we're trying to express because there are sometimes that God just wants to communicate through what is happening. And then when we ask questions, Lord, what is going on? The moment we start asking, the scripture says Matthew 7:7, 7, 7, ask and you shall receive. You receive answer to what you are asking. That will guide our action, the next action that we're going to do. Sometimes it might not even be praying. It may be, sir, a phone call. I just receive a signal from heavenly intelligence that you should not go on that journey. Many men, great men of God, has gone on the journey and have died without the anointing. I'm just telling you the truth. Without the anointing, and we'll come back and say, Why is God? God is your son. Is yes, God said I want. But you guys could not pick the signal. And you know, brethren, let me now ask how can we get, or maybe I should not jump over myself. But sometimes we need to get ourselves to the level of picking the signals. So that we would be able to align with the communication that's happening in the spirit. So we saw Jesus. Jerusalem has not felt it. Jesus Christ was weeping over them. And it actually happened. What Jesus was saying actually happened, I I think, about 70 AD. After the death of Christ and resurrection. Then a a certain uh, invasion happened in Jerusalem. And the whole country was, I mean, destroyed, just as Jesus says. Now, Act chapter twenty-seven, verse ten. Let's look at that. I like that Act twenty-seven a lot. It was a Paul's voyage to Rome. You know, when Paul was going to go, somebody came and told him that who has this uh, this apron? And the person tied himself. Who was that prophet? His name was Agabus, thank you. Prophet Agabus. And Agabus says he was speaking from the Spirit of God uh, that whoever has this stain should not go because there will be... Should we just dwell on that a little bit? Oh, time is running fast. I wanted to ask, was Agabus really uh, speaking a message from the Lord to discourage Paul or was that discussion a warning for Paul? He wanted not to go. He wanted to, a revelation to prepare. Because even after that had happened, did the Holy Spirit not come back to speak to Paul and said, don't be afraid. You will still suffer many things for me. Even in Rome, you will get there. God cannot contradict himself. Do we understand? That was just a revelation to tell him what will happen to prepare. Many at times we feel like that and it's a revelation to the next person. And then we have to pass it on. Now let's look at the voyage. When the voyage happened. In verse, uh, in verse uh, 10. 27 verse 10. Let's look at it together. Okay? Everybody can we read it together? Acts chapter 27 verse 10. Three go. And said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with heart and much damage, not only of the landing of the ship, but also of our lives. How did he know that the voyage will have a problem? Perception. That's one way that will feel things. Perception. How many people have just gotten to a place and you just kind of perceive something is not right? How many? Thank you. Okay. If you have not... Uh, I, I expected more hands. I expected money of us. You just feel, you just, okay, how many people have been somewhere and it just, something is not just feeling right? It's not just feeling right. and You don't know it, but you know something was not feeling right. These are emotional ways that God can speak to people. Paul says, I perceive. If you read further, there was a time that the angel now came to him to confirm. In that same 27, angel came and after the faced all the voyage, trouble, and all of that. He said, an angel appeared to me last night. Maybe we should look at it. Because sometimes we perceive, but we don't really know that what we are perceiving is accurate. It's a communication from the Spirit. Verse um, verse 23. Okay, let's read verse 23. Everybody, we are reading together. After they faced all the voyage and they were troubled. Yes, let's go. Uh, let's say from 22, sorry, so you can understand what he's saying. 22. Can we please project 22. 3, go. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the sheep. Okay, 23. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. Okay, verse 24. Saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given thee all of them that sail with thee. Verse 25. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Everybody, for I believe God that... This one, he was told. Okay? It was told. An angel came. But in uh, verse 10, he perceived. It was just a feeling. Sometimes we are just going to, going at, I mean, to sleep at night and just perceive in, the, in your children's room. Hmm. Hey, hey, what are you doing there? How, you like, how did daddy know? <laughs> you just perceive something is. Something is not right. And then you are able to, you know, if we are not emotionally sensitive, we won't perceive anything. And that incident will happen, that occurrence will happen to the detriment of the the family. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. There is is a way God wants to communicate these things to us. Perception. Many, many believers perceive a lot. Business idea brought to you and they say, let's sign this contract. You just perceive mm. Let me go and pray about it. When too many voices are talking to you, shut down. Shut down. The majesty of God's voice will not allow any other voice to intercept. When too many voices are talking and you don't know which one to do, shut down. Calm down. Lord, what is this? You know, sometimes it is some discomfort in our spirit. I just don't feel right about it. Somebody will invite you for a dinner or something. I don't just feel right. You know, some, some wonderful sisters have been warned like that, and they will still go, and they got raped. And ah, something tells me not to go. Something tells me, it's not something. The Holy Spirit wants to communicate to you, there's danger. Our emotion can become a channel with which God speaks. I'll stop here tonight. Any question? Ah, OK. Two. We take two. Okay, Helen and Sister Miracle. Yes, bro.
5: Praise God. Hallelujah. So, my question is, feeling and perception, is it the same as the gift of discernment?
1: Mm. Thank you, sir. Pastor Sheehy, as you are walking in, did you get a question, sir? Feeling or perception. Uh, please don't rush Pastor She. Just <laughs> <laughs> let him kind down. Feeling or perception. Is it the same as discernment? So before I come to Pastor She, I want Pastor She to give us an answer on that. But then, anybody can contribute to that. Feeling or, dis- or um, perception. Is it the same as discernment? Discernment, yeah. The gift of discernment. I was telling us that the night gift in the 1 Corinthians chapter 12, some of them actually flow through our moods, our emotions. Okay. Sir, so you, would you, okay, Sister Miracle would like to say something on that?
3: Um, I think that through our feelings we can discern, but that's not the only way to discern. Thank you. But we can discern through that.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for that. Sadila, I was say
2: discernment is spirit-guided feeling.
1: Okay. Yeah. Spirit guided feeling. Hmm, that's deep. Thank you, <laughs> Pastor Sir. You have anything to add? No. Okay, Pastor. You say a hand off. Okay. So the answer is right. Did you un- understand that? So it's not the only way. It's part of it. That's how you design, But there are other ways you can also design. Thank you, Sir. You design by some people, some rational movement. You just design. like Paul, who will have gotten there this night. Is he on my slide? Uh, Paul in the book of Acts. Which act is that again? That that girl, and we'll start from there next week. That that lady was saying, This is the man, the, the men of God, they have brought to us the word of truth. Was it right or wrong? But what was wrong with that? The spirit that was sponsoring it. Accuracy of prophecy sometimes does not define how correct it is. It dep- the accuracy, the rightfulness of a prophecy is what spirit sponsors it. So if devil sponsor one bad prophecy about your life and it's accurate, pull it down. It may be accurate, may be true, pull it down. I say, no, it will not happen because the spirit of God is not sponsoring it. Do we understand that? It's there, Acts chapter 16. And Paul and that girl, we'll start from, continue from there next week. Yes, ma'am.
3: Um, my question is, so, for example, we talked about, you know, you perceive something. And how do you then know that, okay, maybe this is from God and not just your human side? and differentiate between fear and and sometimes you might perceive this you can't really lay your hands on it and it's truly from god yeah
1: thank you ma'am. this is what it means to walk with god pastor what do you think sir (laughs) this is what it means to you are asking those are deep questions that we really wanted to touch praise the lord hallelujah i think there is something we should pay attention to and that is the peace that comes from the holy spirit Whenever God is the one that is speaking to us, pastor said something earlier, the need for us to be calm. And it is when we are calm that we'll be able to identify the power of the peace of God that comes with God speaking to us. However, if it is not God that is speaking to us, well, from my own perspective and little experience, I have come to see that when there is a lot of suggestions and shouts, in my spirit man it is not God so that concept of the peace of God that comes with his voice is a very important character of God speaking to us thank you sir thank you yes yes ma'am I'll
2: quickly read um first Corinthians 2 it's long but I'll just read one or two verses there just to add to it but from verse 10 to 16. Um, I encourage us to just go back and read everything when we get home. And I'm reading from amplified, Um classified version. It says, yet, yet to us God has unveiled and revealed them by and through his Spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches diligently, exploring and examining everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, the divine counsels and hidden things, uh, and things hidden and beyond man's scrutiny. And it says, For what person knows perceives, knows, and understands what passes through a man's thoughts, except the man's own spirit within him, just so no one discerns, comes to know and comprehend the thoughts of God, except the spirit of God. And I'll stop there for now, but we can read through. And so really it's that when we, when we see those things, even in Romans, um, I think it's 16, it says, for we know not what to pray as we ought, but the spirit itself... Um, Intercedes for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So sometimes you might not really be able to put a finger on it. I believe in those moments that we should really just give ourselves to praying in the spirit. Thank you. Because what we're doing is we're now using the spirit of God to Mm -hmm. search the mind of God. We're kind of like fine tuning our our own minds to the frequency of God's heart. And so when we do that, the picture becomes clearer, and then God can say, Okay, now this is what I need you to do and you hear it expressly, and you can act on it Thank accordingly. Thank you very much.
1: God bless you. One of the best way to pray, we have heard this several times, is speaking in tongue. You don't even know what you are saying. You don't know why you're praying. You don't know what you're praying about. But the Spirit intercedes with groanings that cannot be uttered, the Scripture says, in us. Amen. Yes, sir.
4: Yeah, I just wanted to also
1: add that um,
4: it's, it's, it's a process. Um, and when you get there, you know that you are there. Um, number one... There's a way you will know in your spirit mm. that God is actually speaking to That's me. Right. Okay. Um, another thing is we need to keep practicing it. You have said, yeah, you. and you have said it many times here, that we need to start. Just keep doing it, even when it is when you, when you think it is not right, when you think you are not getting it. But keep 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 trying it, keep mm. trying it. One day you will get to You'll that get level mm-hmm. that you want you want to get. So Thank you very I, I, I practicing it just giving, giving at, at it. And then, you, then we need to pray also that the Lord will help us and take us to that level that we'll be able to you know, get the signal correctly and rightly.
1: Yeah. Amen. I'm glad we're getting it. That's all they were saying today. It's okay to miss it, my sister. Even Prophet Samuel missed it. Right? Uh, if you go through Open with Devotion this morning, that prophet said something was wrong with that woman. But God did not show me. God did not show me. The woman, the Shunemite, when her son died, the prophet did not see it. Sometimes some it's okay to miss it, but keep practicing. I've brought Keep practicing. In practicing, you become expert. You can meet seven out of ten. You got three. But one day you'll get seven out of ten. And then you only miss three. One day you'll be so accurate that you don't miss any. But practicing is where we are. And then the it as speaking in the spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's, that's, tongue is not just to blow grammar. When you are praying in tongue, understand that the Holy Spirit is praying through you to take care of areas you don't even know and what you can't even lay fingers on to. Say. What is going on? I just feel some restlessness in my spirit. I'm back. You just continue and the spirit of the Lord is taking charge of it. In the realm of the spirit, it will be brought that prayer has been made concerning this thing. And you that you made the prayer, you are not even aware shall we rest our feet hallelujah glory to God hallelujah let's just pray tonight Father help me fine tune my spirit being help me Lord sharpen my spirit being oh Lord sharpen me fine till me, Lord. Father, help me to be sensitive to the things of the Spirit. There are things we need to do as well. We'll get to that next week by God's grace if Jesus studies or upper week when we have this opportunity to teach again. We're going, Lord, help me to, 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 to have a, fine, a refined spiritual senses in the name of Jesus. Our spiritual senses can also work just like our physical senses are working. Ask the Lord tonight, the Lord help me that my spiritual senses will work fine and finer and better than what it is right now we have just talked about practicing lord help me to practice these things help me lord jesus to know how to practice and to walk with you in the name of the lord jesus christ that lord my emotion my emotion will be one great good channel by which you can speak by which you can communicate heavenly signals to me in the name of the lord jesus thank you dear father in jesus exalted name we pray amen please this prayer let's take it home let's pray in our pride
0: We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at RCCGPPPSK, on Instagram and Twitter at RCCGPPP. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.